is up, people? Welcome to the Everyday Eddie Podcast, where this is not a professional podcast. I repeat, it is not, it is not, it is not a professional podcast. However, it is a professional something. Uh, You know, this is 13 episodes. We are 13 episodes deep, and uh, wow. I know I say this probably like every couple weeks, but damn, I can't believe I made it this far. I actually thought about not doing an episode and just taking the week off, but you know what? I'm loving life. Life is loving me. Things are happening. So why not share my black boy joy with my listeners? Because, you know, we a family. Not really, because I don't know y'all, but y'all are starting to get to know me, and it's getting a little weird, all right? I feel like y'all are just peeping toms, just checking in through the window and looking at my life. But nevertheless, never the, never the less, we going with it. We going with it. Um, so I was going through my Snapchat memories and uh, not my Snapchat memories, but my for my eyes only. So like the stuff that only I can see. So it won't always post my memories or like show up on my memories. And I just want to start with a song lyric. Just like a small little bar. Uh, tell me about your bank account. Just tell me about your dick size. And I got to say, when I first heard that like a couple years back, I related. When I hear it now, I relate. I don't give a fuck how much money you got. I don't give a fuck how much money I got. Why are you flaunting that shit? Wealth is the new dick size. It has been for a while, but you know what? I'm calling it out. Wealth is the new dick size. Nobody cares about your money. Just like most girls don't care how big your dick is. Can you use it? Can you use it properly? If you're if you're not doing something product hi Brian. If you're not doing something productive with your money or helping others, we don't need to hear about how much something was worth. See, okay, this this is now a tangent. Cuz I know people and if they take offense to this, take offense to it. I don't really care. Um who buy fucking Gucci or Louis, um, I mean, Coach used to be like the brand when we were younger, uh, um, listener to around my age, but, you know, now it's all about that Gucci, that Louis, that Prada, and, you know, fucking $400 AirPods, like, uh, I mean, okay, maybe if it's a gift, but there's no reason for it, why, like, why are you trying to, to, like, and I think this is more me now, because if you had, like, talked to me back in, like, 2015, yeah, I would want to flex, I would want to flaunt, like, yeah, I could afford this, but now that I'm older, like, I don't give a fuck, if I can afford to go out and have a good time with my friends, that's all I fucking need, I don't need, like, a thousand dollars, I don't need two thousand dollars, would it be nice, I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna, like, say no, like, cause fuck it, bills and fuck it, rent. But at the end of the day, I don't like, I don't give a fuck about the money. 
sometimes I'll just like give my friends like a couple bucks um just for fuck it like yo you're my friend like I see you like either I see you struggling or just like hey thanks for being there for me like here here's like here's a little something like I appreciate you or like maybe like oh hey here's a cup of coffee or hey like you my girl like when I'm in a relationship but like fuck that I don't give a like I swear to God, if you if you are on the gram, if you are on Snapchat and you flexing Gucci or AirPods or the newest trend to come out, just fuck, man, just block me. I give you full permission to block me because I don't need to be friends if you if you flexing money. I'm not flexing money. I'm flexing good times because that's what I'm here for. I was put on this earth to work pay taxes, have a good time, and fucking die. I'm tired of working. I'm tired of paying taxes. So I'm here. Well, I mean, I'm still going to pay my taxes. I'm still going to work. But I'm here to have a good time. So I hope that my listeners are here to have a good time. And let's get on with the show. Because, you know. We about that life right now. So, I want to start this off by saying I have an amazing support system outside of my family. I'm talking, like, my buddy Aaron, my buddy Edwin, my buddy Chris, my buddy Will. I'm talking Olivia. I'm talking Emma. I'm talking the guys in my fraternity. Um, Because sometimes you need the people that aren't family to be there for you, and those are the people... That, did I say Dan? Yeah, I said Dan. My buddy Dan. Anyway, like the guys in my fraternity. Because those are the people who treat me like family. And I treat them like family. And I've seen a lot recently. um, When one of us stumbles and falls, like, the other one's always there to, like, pick up the slack or just provide support or advice. And I just want to say, like, I really genuinely appreciate my friends like I really 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 appreciate them sometimes I feel like I don't say it enough I know I do I tell them this at least like once a month or once every couple months like yo I fucking love you or oh I fucking appreciate you and everything that you do for me um I would not be the person that I am without you guys um and I'm saying this because damn Being in your fucking 20s is rough. It is rough, guys. Let me tell you. Um, So, me personally, uh, I, I love my parents. I don't necessarily agree with everything they've done or they do, but I love them. Uh, I love my brother. That goes without saying. I love... My brother, I love his wife, I love my niece, um, and they are a great support system that I have. And, you know, when you're in your 20s and you just graduate college, especially nowadays, you're trying to figure out a lot of what are you doing next, what's your next move. And 
I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out my next move between being in college and being out of college. Conventional work just doesn't seem to fit for me that I've realized. So when you take out conventional work, you have to provide a substitute or a plan. All right, well, here's the thing. Now I got to come up with a plan. I don't necessarily have a plan. (laughs) I'll be straight up. Um, I have ideas. Ideas are brewing in my head. I'm working on them. I'm doing my research. Not telling you guys yet, but things are cooking. A couple people know this. Things are cooking. We got gas on the stove is what I'm saying. Um, But, you know, my brother and my father have both offered me the chance to move back home. Or not home, but in with them. You know, stack up some bread, some cheddar, and kind of just set myself up for the next phase. Um, And I appreciate that. I really do. Me personally, um, and this is probably, like, I don't think I could articulate this to them. I mean, I know my brother listens, so he'll probably kind of see what I'm saying. But, like, I appreciate it. Like, don't, do not get me wrong. I appreciate the offers that my family gives me to, to help me. Um, however, I personally am not the type of person or a person of the mindset that I can move back home. Um, reason one being that, and probably the most important reason to me, I just enjoy my own freedom. Um, having had my own place since, I want to say, about 20, own place, I'll say in quotation marks, you know, but um, in quotes, like, my own place, um, and having the freedom to not be at home, kind of be by my own rules, do what I want when I want, not have to worry about disturbing someone, like, yes, I've had a roommate a couple times, but for the most part, just being free to be me, and in not that it in an unhampered environment, not that they would hamper me, but it's just there's certain things you're not gonna do when you're living with family that you can do on your own, and I feel like I'd be taking a step backwards, considering uh I just I enjoy my freedom too much, I'm just that kind of person I love being free to do what I want, when I want, and how I want to do it. Um, Number two, um, while I love my parents, (laughs) I did not always have the best interactions. I'll phrase it that way. I did not always have the best interactions with my parents. So to that kind of jaded me a lot, And my brother can even testify that we would talk and he'd be like, yo, you just got to get through like one more year, two more, like three more years. Like when I was in high school, it was always like, yo, you just got to get through this. You just got to get through high school and then you don't have to deal with it as much. 
yeah, you'll come home for college, but you don't have to deal with it as much. So knowing my relationship with my parents, um, that's all I wanted was to get out of the house. I feel that I have a healthier relationship with my parents um, when I can dictate on my own terms how I choose to interact with them. Um, So that is another main reason why I don't want to live with family because I feel like I'd be putting myself back into an environment that I would not be able to thrive in. Um, And then the third reason and probably the most important reason for me is you kind of sometimes I get that everyone has their own reasons for moving back home like oh financials um, it's just better suited you know you're stacking up money and I respect everyone's individual uh, reasons for wanting to move back home after school or whatever me personally however uh, if I was to move home or move in with family at this point in my life I would feel that I have failed uh, do I feel like I failed now um, being that I'm not doing as much as I should be No. Um, And the reason for that is being that I feel that I am on the right path. I may not know what exactly I'm meant to do, but through a lot of the experimentation that I've been doing over the past couple months in quarantine, um, that, and even like the past year, you know, I got broken up with, I started trying new things, Uh, I got into boxing. Um, started hanging out with my friends more, started having more, I don't want to say philosophical discussions, but just like deeper conversations with my friends. Um, I feel that I've reached a maturity over the past year. Um, and then going into quarantine, finally deciding, Hey, there's a couple things I've been interested in trying. I'm not expecting to get rich off of this, but I do see that people can make money off of this. I want to take my shot because it's something, it's part of something that I've always been interested in. So I feel like moving towards my goals now, as opposed to being home or move or with family and trying to engage in a life of We'll call this content creation. And that content creator life is not ideal, um, especially because there's multiple steps to what I have in mind. And I know eventually this is going to take long hours because eventually I do want to upgrade my podcast. Eventually I do want to be able to have more of a professional feel while still maintaining the core elements of, hey, this is Eddie. What you hear is what you get. If you don't like it, well, then you just don't like it and you don't like me. So why are you even listening? 
I'm just kidding. Still listen. Still give me five stars. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, uh, Radio. Essentially, if you can find a place to get a podcast, there's a high chance you're going to find my podcast. So uh, share this with your friends. But (laughs) realistically, um, yeah, I just want to say that is one of the things that being in your 20s is pretty uh difficult to not engage in but just kind of express because nobody everybody wants to do something and we all have our own paths to do it and just right now I just feel like if I moved in with family I wouldn't be doing myself the justice and that I've started um this year or in the past year, uh, in taking a risk on myself and betting on myself to do good things. Uh, My favorite pro wrestler right now is Cody Rhodes, and a lot of uh, things that you probably saw, occasionally I'll post on like Snapchat or Instagram captions, uh, you go from undesirable to undeniable, and you do the work. And motherfuckers, we're doing the goddamn work. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Alright, guys. The next part. (laughs) This one's a doozy. Um, Because this is something that's been on my mind. And I just want to talk this out. Um, Because I've talked it out with a bunch of friends. Um, This probably started, I want to say, a couple years back when I was hooking up with this girl. Um, we had conversations, uh, her opinion slowly changed, so now she's the complete opposite, and she's about to get married, actually, but anyway, so, damn, I've come to the realization that relationships, not my strong suit, I mean, my longest relationship was probably a year and 11 months. I'm not going to lie, there were some entanglements over the course of the relationship, but, but, I don't think, because other than that, my other relationships have only lasted about nine months, literally enough time to have a baby and split, uh, thank God that I know of, there's no babies, um, no, I'm pretty sure they would have told me, I think, I would hope, anyway, um, But I've reached a point in my life where it's like, do I really want a relationship right now? Like, I'm 25. I'm in my 20s. And I am enjoying the prime of my life. Like, I think I spent so much time from high school to mid-college, late college. I don't know. I spent so much time from, like, my 18s. From my teens, my late teens, basically my college life, I spent a majority of it hopping from, like, relationships to relationships to relationships. Yeah, there were, like, hookups in between. Um, And I spent a good few years working on myself, like, a couple, like, in between those relationships and hookups, just working on myself or whatever. Um, And while I feel like my next 
maybe not my next relationship, but like I feel like the n- next few relationships that I get into, I'll be able to give the person more of myself. I'm not sure if I'm ready for like the full on Brian, relax. The full on uh commitment right now. And that's okay. Um But you know, you also start to reach that age because we've all done it maybe we don't still talk to that person but we've all have that like one friend of the opposite gender maybe even the same gender who we've been like hey you know if we're not seeing anyone by like 25 or 26 or like if we're not seeing anyone by the time we're 30 you know let's shack up and it's just like yeah sure ha, ha, ha. i mean some of us are serious some of us aren't um but now as i reach that age and yeah i've made that uh commitment and it the person that I made that commitment with I can totally see myself being 100% committed to she's been someone who has been a part of my life since high school and we click on a whole lot of levels and we and the things that we don't click on are like things that can be worked on I guess is the word, I guess. I don't know. I don't. Either way, like, we admit or we see each other as, like, damn, like, why have we never, like, and we both know, like, there were things, there was growing she needed to do and there was growing I needed to do. But now, I've reached the point in my life where it's, like, I want kids, I don't necessarily know if I want marriage. And then, like, sometimes when I think about the concept of marriage, I'm like, in general, marriage in general, I'm just like, eh, not a fan. When I think of marriage with, like, you know, that one person, it's kind of like, okay, it's tolerable. But at the same time, why should I get into something? Like, I'm not saying. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Like, I'm not saying. Fuck. Okay. So. I'm not afraid of the long-term commitment. I. Clearly. Seeing as I've never had a relationship last more than. A year. Um, I have difficulties. With the long-term commitment. But I think for the right person um, and open communication, I'd be able to handle it and do it. Um, But should I really sacrifice uh, my belief? I mean, this is like a newfound belief, but like a belief in not wanting to get married. Maybe it's just, like, the fact that I'm in my 20s and I want to still, like, have fun and dick around, uh, literally and figuratively, uh, and just kind of experience life. Like, maybe, like, in a couple years, will that change? But, like... or, Or will I just be more firmly rooted into... I don't want to get married 
but I wouldn't mind having a long-term commitment. And if kids come out of that, great. See, that's my main issue. Right? Right? Okay. Here's where I really face the dilemma. Most of the women I know are not going to have kids with someone they are not married to. Respect. I respect that. But, like, if I'm willing to be exclusively committed to you for a long period of time, I feel like that should be a compromise. I don't know. See, this is the hard part about being in my 20s. Do, do I really want to, like... Okay, either way, marriage equals kids. Marriage... No marriage equals the possibility of no kids unless I really, really, really fuck up. So, how do I... I'm talking in circles. This is something, like, I've talked about with my friends. And it's just like, I don't know, man. You gotta, you know, maybe talk to this girl. Uh, Maybe, like, figure out what the fuck you want to do with yourself. But, like, I know I want for 100% for a fact I want kids. I just don't know if I want the marriage aspect. And don't get me wrong. I see my friends who are getting married, who are happily married, uh, family that's happily married, my parents divorced, but, you know, for a while they were kind of happily married. It's just... This is just one of the thought processes that goes through my mind. That, like, immediately after, I'm like, you know, maybe I need to, like, go to therapy and talk my issues out. Because maybe I'm just overthinking these. Maybe I have deep-rooted issues from watching my parents get divorced and not having a completely healthy relationship with my mother that, you know, I just kind of need to talk through. But then, you know... It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, granted, I've done, like, well enough on my own uh, to go through what some people would call deep-rooted traumas or cultural traumas, um, which would be, like, if you've ever seen two people, it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, like for an example, if I was to talk to one of my Hispanic friends, we'd be like, hey, you ever get hit with a belt? Yeah. You ever get a chancla thrown at you? Yeah. You ever get the wooden spoon? Yeah. Like something like that, where it's like cultural experiences you can all relate through, but they're not always positive. Uh, if you really want to understand what I mean, watch a George Lopez special and then go talk to one of your Hispanic friends and be like, hey, did this ever happen to you? And it may not be as extreme as what George Lopez is saying, but to a degree, it'll be like, yeah, my family's exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I really don't know where I was going with that. Um, yeah, therapy. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've done a lot to work on myself and I can kind of manage. Should more people talk 
to a therapist or go to therapy for their mental health? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. They should. Am I one of those people? Probably not. Have I tried? Yes. However, I feel the need to hide things. I have a... Okay. I don't... Okay. I have a compulsive need to hide or spin the truth to people who I don't know and I feel that I cannot trust. So I will give them a version of the truth. Okay, this goes back to when I was talking about lying. When you lie, you keep it simple, stupid. Because the simpler you keep it, the easier it is for you to remember. And honest to fucking God, uh, I keep things so simple. So simple. To, like, if I cannot trust you, the barest minimum of details. Or just so I can see how you can react to something. Anyway, uh, I did. I, I tried. I went to th- therapy for a little bit. It was during one of the worst times of my life, and it did nothing. Because, you know, I bottled things up, and I deal with it. Because it's not how I was raised, but it was how I was raised. Because the 90s were a very confusing time, and I'm glad things are more progressive now. Wow, that just kind of went deep, dark, somewhere in between. I feel like I'm about to get like a text or a call asking like, hey, listen to your podcast episode. Are you all right? Like, yes, motherfuckers, I'm fine. (laughs) I am okay. Sometimes, you know, you just got to talk through it and have a breakthrough. In this case, I kind of broke myself. I didn't have a breakthrough, but I didn't break myself. I don't know. Anyway, relationships. That's the tricky part about being in your 20s. Because, oh, yeah, even this. Okay, so aside from my own experiences, sometimes you meet the one, right? Or you meet the person that's like, hey, I see a future with you. I can marry you. But, but, then you turn around and it's just like, damn, you know, we met when I was at a different point in my life, and now I'm at this point, and I'm here with you, but I'm kind of wondering, like, fuck, what else is out there? Like, I know you're the person I want to be with, but I kind of want, like, to explore who I am now that I'm in this different point in my life. Like, because, like, you owe it to yourself to explore your growth but at the same time you could lose the very person that you love and want to spend the rest of your life with over wanting to know the new version of you and you may realize that you made a mistake but that person could move on nobody's gonna wait forever Alright, this just got really depressing and sad. Hi, Brian. But at the same time, relationships in your 20s are tricky because we spend a lot of time looking for the one and then we find the one, but we're not the person that we were when we were looking for the one. So it's like, is this really the one? Or, like, do I owe it to myself to see what's out there? But what if this is actually the one? Yo, being in your 20s is one big anxiety attack. 
Like, that's the only way I can describe being in your 20s. Bless you, Brian. Uh, is being in your 20s is like a giant anxiety attack where you feel like every next move that you can make is going to be the wrong move. And I hate it. Not saying necessarily that, like, I feel this way, but that's just the way it seems just from, like, interactions with my friends and, like, maybe my own personal experiences. But being in your 20s is a clusterfuck. Like, what the fuck? I, I kind of want to skip to 30, but, like, I, I'm going to enjoy my 20s for a little bit longer. All right, guys. I am wrapping up the podcast. But, you know, I had some motherfucking tea to spill. Uh, and I don't know why. This isn't funny. This isn't funny. It's not funny at all. This is not hilarious. This is a very serious issue. But for any, those of you who know or may not know, I went to private school. Yes, I went to a Catholic school. I went to two. Three if you count my college because it's Vincentian. But we'll say two. Uh, my first high school was originally St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, they changed the name to Bishop George R. And then once he was revealed to be in the child uh, pedophilia scandal going on with the church, they changed the name back to St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, yeah, right? So, also, I was an altar boy, get your jokes in. No, I was not touched by the priest. Though I did, at one point, want to be a priest. And then... I was told I couldn't get married or have sex, and, you know, at a young age, when you hear you can't do something that you're kind of just, everyone tells you, will tell you when you're older, yeah, it, it doesn't help, but, like, you can ask my family, I, I got the same shoes as the priest, I didn't think I intentionally did it, but, you know, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. Shout out to my private school teachers. You're not going to listen to my podcast, but, you know, I love you. You were great. Most of you. Most of you. Yeah, most of you. Um, so, in the spirit of that, I was driving home, and I was in the middle of bumfuck Ohio, because we still hate Ohio, and add Michigan. God, okay. So, fuck. Okay, Pause. Put the priest shit on pause for a second. Um, so I was driving through Michigan, uh, Michigan, Ohio, right? Fuck. Fuck Ohio. Hate Ohio. We hate Ohio. Ohio, die. Stand the death of Ohio. Just like, if you watch anime, Ohio needs to be uh, Attack on Titan with the three walls. Or, or, if Trump's going to build a wall, I will fully fund the wall that Trump builds if it strictly goes around Ohio and Florida and we just throw everyone with coronavirus in there or anyone who doesn't want to wear a mask, just throw them in Ohio and Florida. Just that, that's my options. That's the only way I will accept Ohio and Florida to, con- to continue being a part of the union because fuck, fuck Ohio. Okay, so anyway, driving through Ohio, right? And, you know, I got off, got gas, because it was rush hour traffic. So I was like, all right, let me go get gas. Pulled off, got gas, pulled back on, and I'm behind someone from Michigan. East Michigan? Michigan? Somewhere. Michigan. Either way, Michigan. (laughs) So, fucking bitch. This fucking bitch. Now, let me tell you. People talk a lot of shit about Jersey drivers. Ohio drivers are worse. 
Next in line is Michigan. I don't know what the fuck this bitch's problem was. In Jersey, we would rather crash our cars than let you merge. It is bumper-to-bumper traffic. Lane merges further up ahead. This bitch stops. Just dead stops. And decides to try and not just let a car merge, but a fucking 18-wheeler merge as well. I saw this bitch stop, and I saw what was about to happen. You best believe. You best motherfucking believe that I blew on that horn and I'd made that bitch go. You are not letting an 18-wheeler and a car in front of you in bumper to bumper. Like, bitch, no. Fuck off. No. I had been in a car for about 14 hours, 15, 12 I don't know. Time, I don't really think time is real anymore. Alright? Alright? Time is not real. Anyway, been in the car for way longer than I've ever needed or wanted to be in a car. God, I'm never road tripping alone. Bitch from Michigan, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're a bitch for that. Anyway, back to the story. I'm in bumfuck Ohio. Fuck Ohio, probably somewhere around Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yes. Red Stadium was next to it. We were in Cincinnati. Fuck Ohio. And I'm on the phone with my buddy. Buddy's just, you know, going through articles, going through articles, going through articles. And he's like, oh shit. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, oh shit. I'm like, bruh, what is going on? Like, like, what, 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 like, what is? He's like, hold on, I'm reading this. I'm just like, all right, but like, read aloud. I'm, like, I'm, I'm kind of bored. So, it turns out, now there, where I live in Jersey, there were four or five Catholic high schools, private high schools that you could have gone to. Bishop R, Saint John Vianney, Saint Joe's. I'm missing one, can't remember it, and Cardinal McCarrick, or as everyone liked to call it because the school looked very run down, Cardinal McCrackhead. So, so, what happened? I originally wanted to go to Cardinal McCarrick, but then, you know, being a kid and not knowing how to shut my mouth, one of the girls said, oh, you are so cute, I could just eat you up. And, yeah, I told my mom that, and it was just like, all right, cool. Which, ironically, is the same reason why I didn't go to my first choice college, because my mom, the dorms looked so bad, and my mom thought I'd be a baby daddy by my sophomore year. <laughs> Turns out I just dropped out instead by junior year. Anyway, <laughs> bad joke. Um, it turns out that former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, of whom the school is named after, ran a depraved sex ring of underage boys at a beach house in the Jersey Shore. Yes, I am getting this article from the Daily News, uh, written by Stephen Rex Brown. Uh, and the victim who filed the suit in 1982 and 1983 when he was 14, 
He and other victims were taken on a weekend overnight trip to a secret beach house. The cardinal assigned sleeping arrangements, choosing his victim from the boys, seminarians, and clerics present in the house. On these occasions, minor boys were assigned to different rooms and paired with adult clerics. Yes. Yes. And the person who introduced him to the cardinal introduced the cardinal as someone who could help pay the boys' school tuition. Yeah. Yeah. A sex ring from a Jersey Shore beach house. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That school is getting shut down. Unless they can figure out something to rename it, that school is getting shut the fuck down. Like, when I tell you this school looked dingy, mind you, we're talking back in, like, 2007, 2008, I went and looked at the school. Um, so, yeah. Like, that bitch is getting shut down. I would not be surprised if this bitch got shut down. Uh, it is... It is something. It It is something. So that is the tea that I had. Also, on same car ride, um, I just want to point this out. A lot of people... Flame Eminem for his music, right? Um, talking about his, he's misogynistic. Um, he promotes violence against women. He promotes violence in general. Um, however, I'm going to bring up a topic that y'all ain't ready to have. Uh, a conversation y'all ain't ready to have um, that I brought up to my brother because we talked music. We talked to Alex for music. He never mentioned... She never mentioned you. I don't know why I had to mention that random Drake lyric, but... Okay. I feel that Eminem was ahead of his time with his music. Everyone's saying that he, you know, talked... You know, his music is just terrible. I feel... Um, as a closer examination, Eminem was ahead of his time... And he talked about the darkness of society that nobody really wanted to mention. Because if you look back at a lot of his songs, he's talking about the inner thoughts that a lot of people have. Do people act on them? No. But he's taking, he takes a dive into the more messed up parts of society and, the peop- and raps about the things that people who don't have the same self-control or normal, normative thought process have I feel like he takes a dive on like the grittier side of rap in the human condition and maybe that's just me pulling this out my ass but I truly believe Eminem is the he is my favorite rapper and he is one of the greatest if not the actual greatest lyricist of all time you may not enjoy a lot of his music now, but if you look at his music, it's a natural a natural progression of who he is as a person. Where you go from, you know, when he was on the pills and his 
troubling relationships to relapsing to then, you know, finally overcoming addiction to then, you know, being a new person and then, but also feeling shades of like who you were to finally, I feel in this latest project being like finally figuring out that blend of who you are as a person now and who you were as a person don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can find a way that you can coexist with yourself. Um, and I feel like that is a interesting journey that we got to see. Um, Jay-Z has taken that journey as well with his music, going from, like, you know, the kid who sells on the block to, hey, I got wealth, I got money, uh, I'm just trying to set up my family, to, hey, I've made my mistake, to, hey, you know, I have money now, but if I wanted to, I could still trap. All it takes is one word and you'd have a worse problem now than you've ever had. To, hey, I I realize that me still holding on to my ideals from when I used to trap is not healthy for my family. It's not healthy for myself. As a man, I need to do better. I feel like Jay-Z and Eminem are the two artists that I can think of off the top of my head who their raps and their lyrics have mirrored who they are and how they've grown as men and as people throughout their times in the industry. Um, Kanye is... We don't talk about... Like, Kanye has the growth, but it's... Something's missing. He's missing, like, that one great album where it's just, like, he's fully realized himself. So we'll we'll keep an eye on him and how his presidential election runs. Cause, I, God, I want I I just want to root for Kanye so bad, but so far it's just like, hey, he makes good music. Yeah, that's that's all I got for Kanye at this point. It's like, before, I I can't even lie. Like when I need a a confidence boost, I throw on some Yeezy, and fuck yo, I'm on my Kanye shit. I'm a god. I am a god, you know, when, but like, sometimes you just got to be like, I love Kanye, I love me like Kanye loves Kanye, sometimes you just got to be that way, but the way he acts in the media, is just like, yo, I'm gonna I'm just like, play old school Kanye, like, let me get some graduation, let me get some college dropout, let me get that late registration, Cause, or let me get some My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, let me get some 808s and Heartbreaks, because when he starts spazzing, I can't listen to Life of Pablo. I can't listen to Jesus. I can't listen to Ye. Like, when he's spazzing like that. Like, I haven't even listened to Donda yet. Because, like, dude, you got to get your... Oh, the fact that this man... Which, I saw another clip where he actually was very well-spoken during his presidential uh, meet, uh, rally. But... Come on, man. Like, I get what he was trying to say. And it was a comment on the capitalistic and industrial society that we now live in. But to say that Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves, she just took them to work for another white man, 
you gotta explain yourself more. You you got I once you said that, and there was nothing else to that. You lost me, Kanye. You lost me. If you had explained it, like, and maybe I'm just reaching. Maybe I'm trying to find a message when there is none. But, you know, he. I'm just saying. Kanye, you had me, and then you lost me. You really lost me. You, you really, you really, really lost me on this one. Um, but I'm gonna keep an eye out because I want to see how this goes. Anyway, guys, uh, this is kind of a shorter episode. Um, not too much planned. Uh, I just had some things I wanted to talk about. Get off my chest. Uh, remember, if you like the podcast, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your neighbors, uh, go on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give me five stars, leave a review, uh, cause I, I want to eventually like, you know, if you guys leave me some reviews, I, I want to read them for the podcast, good, bad, indifferent, you know, I want, I want to, I'm having fun with the shiz and I want to have fun with you guys. All right. I am going to edit this so it can be posted. Be easy.